a good move. Why'd you dance him? Dancing is forbidden. Running crew, welcome to Dancing is Forbidden in Aqua Teen Hunger Force Exploration. I am Ronnie, and on this podcast, I am watching through and talking about every Aqua Teen episode. And this week, we are watching through and talking about the fourth Aquadonk side piece, Moonmaster 9, Beware the Gorgatron. My balls are small. That's right. Admit your flaws. Smallio Balio, that's right. Uh, just going to let you know now, we'll just be calling this episode Moonmaster 9 throughout this podcast episode. I'm not going to keep saying Beware the Gorgatron. So we had Moonmaster 9 premiering April 21st, 2022, and we have Nick Gibbons in this episode playing Samuel of the Cosmos. Of course, if you did not listen to my Nick Gibbons interview yet, please do. The intention for that was to throw it onto this episode, but that interview went on longer than I thought it would. So I made it its own thing. So definitely listen to that. You'll get a lot of background information on how this episode came to be. But yeah, Nick, he, he's a producer and editor on Aqua Teen, and he also works on a bunch of other stuff, such as Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, Squidbillies, As Seen on Adult Swim. He's all over Adult Swim, so you're, you're probably familiar with his work. But we have him showing up here in live action form as Samuel of the Cosmos. The interesting thing about Nick and something that we talked about in our interview is that he has done a lot with streamers in his other work, most notably his 2018 short film Final Deployment 4 Queen Battle Walkthrough, which he did with Chris Casper Kelly. You might know Casper Kelly from Too Many Cooks. Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, Stroker and Hoop, but just another big adult swim guy. So they teamed up for that video, which I love. It's one of my favorite videos. Go watch it if you haven't seen it, I swear. You'll love it. It's so crazy. But yeah, they did that video, and a lot about that video is similar to the Moonmaster 9 short, and that's what made me think initially that Nick was involved in writing the short, but he told me he was not, that Matt and Dave already had this ready to go by the time that he got on board. But there's a lot of similarities there, from, you know, the streamer element to the naming convention because Moonmaster 9 colon Beware the Gorgatron similar to Final Deployment 4 colon Queen Battle Walkthrough. And of course, I, I should say again, I said it in, in the interview episode, but you can watch Final Deployment 4 for free on YouTube. So link to that in the show notes. Another similarity that we will get into is that Final Deployment 4, that video, because it, you know it's spoofing like a YouTube Let's Player, that's supposed to be on a website called ViewTub. And then also this Moonmaster 9 video is also on ViewTub. So similarities there. Of course, you had Nick, I assume, making both of those images. So that's just kind of the name he draws from. I'm not sure. Maybe it pops up in other Adult Swim videos as well. But there's just a few similarities. And again, just some reasons I thought that Nick maybe co-wrote this episode, this, this short, but he did not. And also, Nick edited the episode as well, so not only did he have his input on, on Samuel of the Cosmos, the character he plays, but also on what the Moon Knights were doing and some of the jokes that we see visually in the episode, too. So, alright, that's a little bit about Nick Gibbons. Again, just go listen to that interview if you haven't heard it yet, because we get into all sorts of stuff there. Very cool guy, very fun to talk to him. So another thing we need to discuss before we can actually jump into this Aquadonk is, yes, of course, it's bringing back the Moon Knights... But there's more context than that. So while the Moon Knights are kind of timeless, this is calling to a specific episode, and that episode is Season 3, Episode 8, Moonmaster. 
also known on the DVD as Moon Knights 4 colon The Final Mooning. So knowing that now, that seems to be where they're getting the name of Moonmaster 9 colon Beware the Gorgatron, similar to that kind of joke name they put on the DVD, Moon Knights 4 colon The Final Mooning. So if you haven't seen that episode because, you know, we haven't covered it on the podcast yet because we are still in season two, in that episode, it opens on Meatwad playing what is clearly a shitty video game called Moonmaster. Literally, he's just going from point A to point B. There's three levels of that, and then you win. That's basically it. It's, it's dead simple. Anybody could beat this game. You're just moving the character slightly to get to the next level. There's no challenge or anything. So Meatwad beats this game, and shortly after, the Moon Knights come down, and they're like, wow, I can't believe you won. You're the Moon Master. You're the best. And of course, that's very sketchy off the bat because the Moon Knights never give praise or anything. And... Meatwad's all happy, and they're like, yeah, you're the Moon Master, you're the only one who can defeat the real Gorgatron, which in, in that game is like the final boss that, that Meatwad defeats very easily. They're like, yeah, the Gorgatron lives on the moon, and we had to flee from him, we need you to kill the Gorgatron, and to do that, here's a catalog, you need to buy all the shit from this catalog. So the idea is, it's, it's, it's all a scam, it's, it's a multi-level marketing scam, because not only does Meatwad have to buy all this stuff, but he needs to get other people to sign up too and be like underneath him in the program. It's very, very funny. Probably my favorite Moon Knight episode. It's so absurd because then Shake goes to beat the game. They come down again. Meatwad's right there. And the Moon Knight's are like, wow, you beat the game. Nobody's beaten the game before. You're the best. And then Meatwad's like, uh, I beat the game, guys. And uh, so you have Shake also trying to get people to sign up for, for his MLM. And then Carl as well. Very funny episode. Very, very great. So you kind of need to know that here because that is the first Moonmaster game, supposedly, is this one that Meatwad is playing. Well, I guess they made seven more because now in this Aquadonk side piece, all these years later, the ninth game is coming out. And yeah, we'll talk about it when we get into the short. So that's some context for you that I think kind of helps watch this episode because there already was a Moonmaster game and this series has been going on the entire time. So, with all of that out of the way, let's jump in to this Aquadonk side piece. So we get the same intro as all the other side pieces. It's like, a, it's like a quick one or two second thing where the main characters are dancing. And in this case, it is the Moonanites. So we see Ignignacht kind of jiggling like Jigglebilly. His, his feet are stationary, but his body's kind of jiggling. And then Ur is jumping up and down. That's their little dance moves. From there, we go to a mock YouTube page called ViewTub, and you see this for literally less than two seconds. I didn't think anything of it the first time I watched this short, but if you really look at it, there's a lot of information here that sets an interesting tone for this side piece. And I asked Nick about this, and he said, like, yeah, he didn't intend this to, to like, really give any sort of context or anything, but, you know, you can choose to, to watch it this way if you want to, but I'll go over what I think that context is. And that is, if you look at the left side of the ViewTub screen, you see all of uh, Samuel of the Cosmos's other videos, because that's whose page we're on. We are about to watch his Moonmaster 9 Beware the Gorgatron video. On the left side, all of the other videos are Moonmaster related. So we see Moonmaster Mysteries Volume 1, Lore Explained, 100,000 Subscribers Q&A, Top 10 Moonmaster Heroes Ranked, Moonmaster 2 Secret Levels Full Walkthrough, Reviewing all Moonmaster merch, Moonmaster 4 was a disappointment, here's why. 10 Things We Know About Moonmaster 9, Moonmaster Mysteries Volume 2, Lore Deep Dive, and then What to Expect from Moonmasters 2021. 
So a bunch of videos by Samuel about the Moonmaster games. So this establishes this is somebody who must really like these games and all of his videos are doing quite well. They range from 100,000 views up to 409,000 views with this Moonmaster 9 video. So he's getting a lot of views in the description of this video. It says get merch here at samcosmosofficial.com. That website is claimed. It doesn't lead to anywhere, but Adult Swim did claim that domain. But yeah, Samuel of the Cosmos, this seems to be probably the main game that his channel is about. So with that in mind, spoilers, the game sucks and Samuel is really, you know, he seems pretty sad in the video and that explains why, because he seems to be such a big Moonmaster fan, but this new game sucks. But the interesting thing here that I didn't even think about until I went back and watched the Moonmaster episode is the original game sucked. The original game was dog shit and it was clearly a scam. So I'm really interested, like, I, I wish we had more information on these games because did they eventually get better? Like, how could anybody like these games if, if they're all scams? So I would think after a while the games got better, but now they kind of suck again. It, it, it's hard to know, of course, because there's no real answer. I'm just fucking hyper-analyzing nothing here. But yeah, at some point, I assume the games got better, but now they kind of suck. But those are those are the videos you'll see on the left side, and, and more so shows you that Samuel of the Cosmos is a super fan of these games. This isn't just some random game that he is reviewing. One of my favorite videos on the side here is uh, reviewing all Moonmaster merch. <laughs> it says, worth the money, and then and then you see the, uh, the, the fake sword from the Moonmaster episode. All of that stuff, it was junk. It was crap. It was garbage. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I would think it's not worth the money, but maybe Samuel has, has something else to say in the video that I'm not aware of. Something funny is that there are two pictures of Samuel of the Cosmos in the thumbnails for these other videos, and he's wearing the same shirt in both, and it happens to be the same shirt he's wearing in the Moonmaster 9 video. Just a red shirt. Obviously, production-wise, in real life, those, those thumbnails, they just use the pictures from you know the actual video shoot they did for this short. Uh, he, he's not going to put different shirts on to take these thumbnail screenshots that are shown for less than two seconds. But if you really look at this, it's like, damn, like the, all these videos are months apart. It, does he only have one shirt? What's go what's going on here? But all right, any other bits of information we can glean from this ViewTub page before it quickly disappears is that, again, this, this video has 409,000 views, which is sad because... I'd assume he put more effort into the, like, Moonmaster Mysteries Volume 1 video, that lore deep dive. But then this one, it's it's a two-minute video of him saying the game sucks, and that has the most views. Pretty sad there. But this video has 38,000 thumbs up and 532 thumbs down. And that did not age well, because I think after this video came out, YouTube removed its ability to, th to uh, show thumbs down. You still can thumbs down a video, but it doesn't show up. On the video. Also, you can download this. Like, there's a plus and then a download next to it. You can download this from the website, which is really insane. You know, YouTube, you can't do that. You have to use third party software or websites to download a YouTube video. But uh, yeah, that, that's an option here. So that is our little intro screen here. I know it's like it's it's shown for such little time, but there's so much information on it. But this whole thing is just a conduit for us to know that we are watching somebody's video review of a video game. So we just see that page and then very quickly the uh, you know on-screen cursor will click the full screen 
button and then the, uh, the video will go full screen. We won't see this sidebar or anything anymore. So essentially at first we just see this kind of cool graphic. It's just like a background graphic. And then the text pops up. It says digital death cage, digital in blue, death cage in red. I was going to ask Nick what this meant. I'm like, what exactly is digital death cage? It seems like, I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I, I am not sure. Is that the name of his show? I don't know because the video is called Moonmaster 9 Beware the Gorgatron and the the channel name is Samuel of the Cosmos. So it's like, what is this digital death cage business? Not really sure here. And like I said, I was going to ask Nick, but since he didn't write the episode, I didn't want to use my time asking him that because I figured he wouldn't know. Maybe a mistake. Who knows? Regardless, Samuel will say that and then uh, you'll hear the audio like these jail bars will drop down over him. It's supposed to look, you know, extreme and hardcore because this is the digital death cage. And then at the same time, on the bottom right, his name will pop up, Samuel of the Cosmos. And that basically stays there for most of the episode when he is on screen. Because streamers, they'll typically put like their name or their channel name or whatever uh, on the screen as well. And that's what he's doing. The annoying thing is, is since in the real world, we are watching this on Adult Swim, the Adult Swim logo, they put conveniently over that logo as well. So it's pretty like messy looking on the bottom right of the screen here. I wonder how they feel about that. I, I should have asked Nick when I talked to him, but but yeah, it definitely made getting a screenshot of Nick for my interview episode uh, annoying because Adult Swim is overlaid on top of his uh, streamer name. And it's like, ah, I'm not going to sit here and edit this out. So it is what it is. But yeah, that's what's going on there visual wise. Last but not least in this clip I'm about to play, at the end of the clip, it will shrink Nick down and then put him at the bottom right of the screen. And we will see the logo for the game and like a, a, a pixelated backdrop of the moon and everything. It says Moonmaster 9, beware the Gorgatron, play game. We have the moon, some stars, and then the, the Moon and Night ship will kind of fly across the screen. So with all that in mind, let's give it a listen. Hey guys, welcome to Digital Death Cage. Today we're going to be reviewing the game Moonmaster 9, Beware the Gorgatron, and I'm going to tell you right up top, it's a piece of shit. So there's that. Samuel of the Cosmos, he's not clickbaiting. He's not trying to drag this video out. He's not, you know, because a lot of YouTubers will try and make their video over, I think, like 10 or 11 minutes because you can insert way more ads that way. It opens up like like you, you go over a threshold and then it lets you monetize more or something. Samuel's not trying to do that. He's telling you up top, it's a piece of shit. The game sucks. Again, if you've watched the original Moonmaster episode, not a surprise, Samuel. What did you expect? Didn't you play the first one? Anyways, in our next clip now, we are going to see the character selection screen. It says, choose your fighter on the top. There are four fighters total that we can see. We have Captain I.I., Lobstar, Prime Slime, and Moon Knights. And the other designs, they're these pixelated characters, and they all have stats. There's strength, stamina, weapons, agility, powers, and talents. I'm not going to go through reading everything here. Just go watch the episode, I guess, if you want to see it. I don't want to take up too much of your time reading through all these stats. Captain I.I. seems to be pretty balanced in terms of his stats, although he is slow. Lobstar seems to be the best character with like the highest strength and stamina overall. And then uh, his, his agility is good. And then Prime Slime has really good stamina and is fast. And then they all have kind of goofy talents. I.I., he, uh, he has inner beauty. Lobstar has singing. And Prime Slime has accounting. So from there, 
We then see the Moon Knights because it's revealed the Moon Knights are the only characters they will let you play as. The Moon Knights, everything is zero and none. Like they have no good attributes whatsoever. They're the worst characters in the game and the only ones that you can play as. Unfortunately, you can't select any of these really cool characters. The only ones you can select are these square looking dickheads called the Moon Knights. You've seen the rest. Now choose the best. So that is the Moon Knights being selected and they walk off the screen and then it throws Samuel into the game. Something we heard was somebody saying, choose your fighter. And I assume that's Dave Willis because he provided the uh, voices in the original Moonmaster episode, like the video game announcer voices. And it sounds enough like him. So I assume that's Dave there. You will hear that voice throughout the episode. Anyways, let's jump into our first bit of actual gameplay. We see the game here. The graphics are super crude, super simplistic. They're all just pixely. We see the Earth in the background because we are on the moon. So we see a pixelated Earth, the pixelated moonscape. At the top right in yellow, we see the score is 0-0, zero, zero, and it never changes. Like, you, you can't get any points in this game. So the first thing you have to do is jump over a sprinkler head that's just randomly there on the moon with little, little water drops coming out of it. Here's them trying to jump over a sprinkler head. Try a running start, Earth. That's how sports athletes do it. In sports. Almost got it that time. So, Earth just like barely jumps at all, which is funny because at the intro for this episode, we saw them dancing and Ur was jumping quite high in his little dance. But here, he can't quite pull it off. You would think he'd be able to jump even higher because he's on the moon. And as we established in the first Moon Knight episode that, uh, you know, there's no gravity. You think these guys would be experts, but who knows what's going on here? So Samuel loses the, the level, basically, because he couldn't jump over the, the sprinkler head. And from there, the Moon Knights just kind of walk to the left and they fall into a hole. So they'll talk about that because Ignignacht will hurt his leg falling into the hole. I think I've twisted my pixel. Man, you should get that looked at. I would, but we don't have insurance. He made you fall into the ditch. He should pay. In space, no one can hear you, Sue. Come on, let's go take a nap. I ain't got nothing to do. And now we shall embark on a lunar slumber for the ages. I'm tired. It pops up on the screen with this flashing text that says slumber party. So, yeah, you heard it. Uh, Ignignacht broke his leg. It actually looks pretty gnarly there, the, the twist he has in his leg. And then Ur literally blames Samuel of the Cosmos. He's pointing at, at the, the YouTuber on the screen saying he did it like we should sue him, which is fun. Like you'll see where this this little short will start to go. It's going to get, uh, I don't want to say meta, but, uh, you know, they'll, the characters will interact with Samuel of the Cosmos in a fun way. Back to Ur accusing Samuel of the Cosmos of making them fall into the hole, which I assume that he didn't do it seems like the moon knights just did it now they're accusing samuel but then it went wrong because ignignacht hurt his leg uh when ur is pointing at samuel and accusing him on the screen uh ur like literally gets bigger his character like gets big and when he does it then he gets small again it's it's a pretty cool little effect so the game is about to reset and you will hear samuel like yeah i don't know why it just starts over at the sprinkler head again and then Ur is going to walk off screen at a certain point and we will see a big cloud of white and he will come back with uh, what is supposed to be like a line of cocaine under his nose because they'll allude to him doing some candy. And then on the screen, it will flash up saying Coke Frenzy. And then I, I don't know why, but the game goes back to the sprinkler head. And then the little angry one starts going to the bathroom all the time. Something's going on in my stomach. Perhaps it's all that candy you ate, huh? With your nose. <laughs> 
I can't feel my face. So yeah, Urus could go into the bathroom because he's doing cocaine. And I had to look this up because I've I've never done the nose candy before. But apparently it does, uh, like cocaine can cause you to have to go to the bathroom a lot uh, alongside a bunch of other negative gastrointestinal effects. So it all checks out here. Er, he's, uh, he's seeing the worst of it, it seems. I guess it's similar to coffee because, you know, coffee is known to make you poop. Any stimulant is, it's going to stimulate that body, get you moving, and uh, sometimes not always for the best. Or maybe for the best, if you're like constipated or something, I don't know. But that's not Ur's problem. He's always having to leave the game to uh, take care of business. Moving forward with the short now, Ur, he's going to go on his little coke frenzy. He's just going to run around the screen. And while he's doing that, Ignignoth is going to pull out a, uh, a red phone and he's going to start texting Samuel of the Cosmos, which will actually cause Samuel's real phone to start to blow up. And as you know, or you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, that is the interactive element to the upcoming film Plantasm, where you will be greeted by the Moon Knights at the beginning of the film. You, uh, you know, text a phone number they tell you to, and you will get messages from the Moon Knights while the movie is going on. From what I heard from Nick, it sounds like they are corresponding to the film, so they're timed to come out at certain times. And from what Nick said, these came first. These shorts, they, they worked on the shorts first before the film. But I don't know if Matt and Dave, like when they were approached about the film, if they already had this in mind or if they did this short and then it gave them the idea for the film to, to do this as the interactive element. Not sure. Hopefully at some point we can get some clarification on that. But yes, this will be similar to the film uh, at some point here. Hopefully this will be you getting your phone blown up by the Moonanites. But until then, as of this recording, Samuel of the Cosmos, he's the only one getting his phone blown up by the Moonanites. Let's hear how this goes. That's right, you'll stay right there, Samuel. Do as your moon masters tell you. Did you receive the text I sent you? It is, your mom's a fox. Did you text stop? You can try, but it won't work. Here, I'll send it again. And again, and again, and again, and again. So that is Ignignox sending those messages again, and again, and again, and again to Samuel. Let's hear what these messages are. Read the new text we sent you. It will make us laugh. Read it and wait, boy. My balls are small. I can't hear you across the vacuum of space. Scream it all the way to England. My balls are small. That's right. Admit your flaws. Polio, polio. Play the game or face the quad laser. Reunite. Reunite. ice. So that's them forming the quad laser here. Obviously a lot going on in that clip. I didn't really find a good way to cut it, so I left it as is. We will get to that quad laser. Hold your horses, though. Yeah, they're texting Samuel that his balls are small. It seems like this game, the first Moonmaster was all about scamming people. This Moonmaster seems to be all about the Moon Knights just want to humiliate people. That seems to be like why they made this game. And of course, it goes to did the Moon Knights make these games themselves? Did they just contract it out? I assume they did. And and by that I mean I assume they contracted it out. I can't imagine that the Moon Knights are smart enough to make their own game. But yeah, uh, that seems to be the point of this one is just to humiliate people and make them laugh. Very surprised that Samuel is going along with this. I certainly would not be, but maybe he's doing it just for the sake of his YouTube video here. So moving on to our quad laser action. Well, this is this being a throwback to the first Moon Knight episode, episode four of the series, Mayhem of the Moon Knights, where Ignignoct and Ur, they lock together with their heads. Ur supports them. It's funny, they have the little guy. Uh, he, he's the one supporting them both. 
Earth standing there, Ignignox upside down, and they each hold a gun in each of their hands. So it's four guns combined now, and then it somehow shoots out one giant slow bullet. In Mayhem of the Moon and Knights, this didn't quite work out. They tried to pull the quad laser out on Frylock. He just kind of easily dodged it because the bullet is so slow. And then he kicked the Moon and Knights' asses and they left. To describe this bullet really quickly, it's really big. It's just a giant rectangle. It's just a giant square and it's yellow. And I want to point out, it's much smaller in the Mayhem of the Moon Knights episode, and it's also orange in that episode. So uh, they seem to have tweaked it now. They've upgraded it. It's, it's larger, and it's yellow instead of orange. So this is, you know, one of the deadliest things in the universe. And Ur, he's not so scared of it. He's going to kind of mess around the, uh, the quad laser bullet here, and then he ultimately will get killed. <laughs> There is no escape. Something is useless. Now be careful around the quad laser, Er. It's the deadliest weapon in the entire known universe. You cannot tell me what to do. <laughs> so that's Er exploding and Ignignoct. He is not going to be happy about this. Er, my fallen space friend. I am overcome with grief. I am not making good decisions here. <laughs> So that is Ignignoct. He, he was overcome with grief. He was not making good decisions. He ran into the quad laser bullet as well, which basically sets in motion some sort of glitch because now the bullet will just grow in size and encompass the entire screen. In our last clip, let's hear Samuel's reaction to all this. And then his phone is going to get some action as well. And now the screen is completely yellow and my TV is bricked. So no, <laughs> I would not recommend Moonmaster 9 Beware the Gorgatron. I have a tiny wiener. <laughs> I have a tiny wiener. That music, of course, the Aquadonk side piece is like ending credits. Uh, I decided to keep it in since obviously... There's still some dialogue over it. Samuel's TV gets bricked, which means that it's basically broken. Like, you can't use it anymore. And then uh, his, his phone just gets blown up. I guess the Moon Knights are, are texting him from beyond the grave or whatever whatever is happening here. Yeah, that's the short. Uh, the Moon Master 9, beware the Gorgatron. Of course, we don't actually see the Gorgatron in the short. We do see the Gorgatron in the Moon Master episode of Aqua Teen back in season three. But uh, I guess, you know, you just never get to it in this game because uh, you can't really actually play it. I tried to show this one to my wife just so she would know who Nick Gibbons is when I interviewed him. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the guy that, that I talked to the other day. And she's just like, I just don't get this, which makes sense. You know, this isn't really something you can just jump into because there's a lot going on here with like the, the YouTuber element, but also it's just a lot of references to previous Aqua Teen episodes, especially the quad laser part. So I totally get where she's coming from. Uh, my thoughts on this one as a whole, I like this one more than uh, the, the first hand banana episode, but otherwise the other two we've covered, the, uh, the MCP pants one and the brood wrap one, I liked those more than this one. This one, I think, really suffers from not having enough time. I, I always complain if things in Aqua Teen are too slow. This, I think, was way too fast. I feel like there's just a lot going on here, and it's hard to really take everything in because the dialogue is just nonstop from the Moon and Knights. I like the concept, but yeah, I think this was just just a, a victim of, of not having enough time. In our interview, Nick pointed out that the, for a period, they were cleared to, to take four to five minutes on these shorts, and then that was dialed back to like two minutes or something. So 
if this was four or five minutes, I think they could have made something really great. But the fact it's so short, they have such little time and they're trying to do so much with it. To me, it just ends up not really landing for me personally. There is some good, you know, lines and, and dialogue and stuff like the part where Ignignoct isn't making good decisions because of, of his emotional state. I like I like that stuff over like I can't find anything to fault this one. It's not like there's parts I don't like. I think it's just so fast. It's just like over before you even know it. And the dialogue is just so back to back so quick that it, it, it's hard for me to really enjoy this one because of that. As for the idea of the Aquadogs, which was to bring the characters to 2022. I like how they did it here. I love that they did this kind of uh, YouTuber streamer element. I think that was brilliant. I like how they kind of brought this full circle because the initial idea, as said by Matt and Dave, for the Moon Knights in that initial episode was that the Aqua Teen's house was built on a burial ground for a bunch of E.T. games that that were just awful games. And, and the Moon Knights were the ghosts of those cartridges. So it's cool to see them actually in a video game context here. And I really like the job that Nick did. I, I'm glad that Nick got the part. Uh, of course, listen to our interview if you want to hear how he got the part. You know, the acting was good. Everything w was good. I think this just really needs to be longer. Of course, I'm no comedy writer, but I think something that they could have done, like, and I don't expect Matt and Dave to really think about this because I don't think either of them are gamers, but something they could have done that I feel like would have been truer to the initial Moonmaster episode was if the Moonmaster 9 game was like an MMORPG or some other kind of game like that, like an online game with a heavily monetized and unfair cash shop. I think that would have been really funny because the original Moonmaster was about them getting people into a multi-level marketing scheme to make money. And this could have been the same thing because there are so many games that are like free to play, but then the cash shop is so overpowered and so expensive that I think that would have really fit the uh, the spirit of of what Moonmaster is supposed to be. Or or like they're coming out with a game and there's some sort of NFT element and they're trying to scam people that way. I, I think something that that would have been cool, but how the fuck would they pull that off in two minutes? I have no idea, but just thought I'd mention it to you at least. Maybe maybe you'd get a kick out of that idea of, of some sort of Moonmaster MMO and it's just completely fucking like monetized to hell. Touching on the aspect of, of franchises that suck now because you know that, that's a way you could read this episode for poor Samuel of the Cosmos, who clearly is a fan of the Moonmaster games. Uh, for me, that would... I want to say the Pokemon games, because, for example, one of the newer games, Sword and Shield, I think was really just like a slap in the face to the audience, like, in a bad way, because you could just tell that shit was rushed out the fucking door, and and some of the textures are just laughably horrible for, for such a big franchise. I've said it before, but Pokemon is the highest-grossing franchise in the world out of everything. Pokemon is the number one franchise there. And then they just put out th these dog shit games now. It's just really sad. But at the same time, I have gone back at this age now and tried to play the older games that I have really good memories of. And I'm not really that into them. So it is partly a me thing. Like, I can't really enjoy these games I used to love. Even when I was in high school, even when I was, you know, in my early 20s, I still would play Pokemon games when the new ones would come out. Now I try to play the old ones. I don't really care about them as much. But objectively, I feel like uh, at least Sword and Shield sucked. And uh, we will see how, how the new ones are when those come out. I won't be buying them. This will be the first time I don't buy the new Pokemon games. But uh, I'll be keeping an eye out on the reviews. Back to this episode of Aquadonk, though. I think ultimately, I gotta give it three and a half sprinkler heads out of five. A solid score. It's a solid episode. I just wish it were longer. That's really my complaint. Not in like a... Uh, 
like with uh, the brood rap, I wish that was longer because it was just so funny and I wanted to see them do more things with it. Here, I think a lot of it just didn't land because it was just too short and there's so much going on. But that's just me. Hopefully you liked this one more than I did. Hopefully you're giving it a five out of five. That's it for me this week. And remember, if you're on the Patreon, I am putting up what I think is our final coverage of the 2007 Aqua Teen film, where I am going over all of the fake endings as well as my thoughts on that film as a whole. So really happy with how the episode turned out. I hope you like it when you hear it. And if you're not on the Patreon, hey, you can sign up. You can uh, get my now about nine hour coverage of the 2007 film, as well as some deep dives into other Adult Swim episodes. So that is it for me this week. And for the number one in the Hoodgie tier patrons, the homies, I got something special for you. I was watching Samuel of the Cosmos live on Twitch the other day, and I donated him three bits for all you non-gamers. That is three cents American. And he shouted all the homies out. Have a great week, everyone. Sean, Ian, Captain Buford, Brian, Robinson, Robinson, Robison, Carl, Reverend Raven 46, Robison. Who did you, is that a family name, Robison? Because I don't, that is a weird, that's a weird way to say that name, Robison. I hope you have a short version of that. Like, do people call you Rob? I know that I have a friend named Wesley, and he doesn't want to be called Wes. He wants to be called Wesley. And it's got to be a hard S, too. You can't soften that S, or he gets pissed. You can't call him Wesley because he gets angry. So Robison, I'm hitting that B hard for you, buddy, because I think that's what you want. You want a hard B. Everyone wants a hard B every now and then. You guys can play this shitty game any day of the week. And that's coming straight from Samuel of the Cosmos. Uh, uh, Eat that in your pie, motherfuckers. I have a tiny wiener.